It's time for Tuesday. Takeaways locked on Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be the next Oklahoma Sooner head coach officially. And how is the NFC going to shape up? Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals. Got a lot to talk about today. Let's go! You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Was that too much? <laughs> Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who's reached out via Twitter on the game on Sunday. Like, subscribe on the YouTube channel. It's growing every single day, and we couldn't do it without you. I promise you that. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. Bo, as we do every Tuesday, we're going to give our final takeaways from Sunday's victory. 10 out of 12 Tuesdays, we did that with Cardinals victories. Um, and Cliff Kingsbury staying as, as NFL head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. We're just going to gloss over that quickly and look at what the future may look like for Cliff Kingsbury because Mario Cristobal, the new Miami, Florida football head coach yesterday, they're talking about $8.7 million a year. This is getting to be ridiculous. And the NFL takes all of their stuff from college football the two-point conversion, et cetera, rule changes, et cetera. And we're starting to see boosters just shell out cash for head coaches that usually don't even make it through their entire contract. What does that mean for Cliff Kingsbury? And the NFC is jam-packed through 13 weeks. What does that mean for the Cardinals? What does that mean if they don't get the one seed? We'll hit all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. First, both 33-22 victory for the Cardinals at Soldier Field in the crappy Chicago weather. Makes me uh, remember why I'm so happy to live in the state of Arizona. Kyler Murray looked good, four total touchdowns. It wasn't as flashy as it used like. If you would have asked me how many touchdowns he scored, I, I thought it was three. It's like when a star player drops 30. It's like that's the quietest 30 we've ever seen. It was kind of like that for Kyler Murray on Sunday. Uh, James Conner is doing James Conner things, continues continues to do so. The defense continues to turn bad quarterbacks over. Um, final thoughts? I mean, did we miss anything yesterday? Like, is there anything glaring that you can take away in a negative light from the game on Sunday? Wow, in a negative light. I didn't know you were going to yeah. put me on the spot there. Um, yeah. yeah, you have to think sometimes no, on this podcast. Not, not necessarily. I mean, I thought we were going to just have our final takeaways. My, my, my final takeaway after really kind of taking some time and taking a few beats, um, the defense <laughs> is really good. The defense is really good at football. They are. I mean, you know, no, no matter if it's against the, the high-powered Los Angeles Rams offense or if it's against Andy Dalton, they just get it done. They already surpassed their turnover or their takeaways from last season. They have 23 total takeaways this season, 21 last year. Uh, just a ball-hawking, opportunistic defense. That's what you want when you have an offense like you have with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins getting back into the fold. So uh, the defense is really good. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, hopefully he's going to be okay going forward. How about this? How about a uh, Jordan Hicks appreciation comment? Jordan Hicks, the only player in the NFL with 90-plus tackles and five sacks. And this is a guy that was on the trade block. Uh, couldn't even trade him away, essentially. 
in May and June. And here he is making and playing big downs for the Arizona Cardinals win. Zayvon Collins, a guy you spend a first-round pick on, anointed the starter in May, uh, played three snaps on Sunday. So Jordan Hicks' appreciation comment right there. This defense is really good, and it complements this offense extremely well. Yeah, yeah. he does. I mean, he's one of the guys. He's probably the last one on the list that we coupled with the rookie at their same position. You know, it was Kyler and Colt McCoy. It was J.J. Watt and Isaiah Simmons or whoever you want to put in there, whether it be Zach Allen. doesn't really matter. A younger player. It was supposed to be Malcolm Butler for Byron Murphy, but now it's really Buda Baker with that secondary, even though he's only been in the league one more year. Um, and Jordan Hicks was always the last one on the list. And then obviously uh, A.J. Green for the young receivers, DeAndre Hopkins. But it was like, oh, yeah. Jordan Hicks for the linebackers. And Jordan Hicks is a guy that not only is teaching Zayvon Collins the way of the world, but also showing him that he ain't ready to play football yet. Like, the whole thing with Steve Kime, and I've given Steve Kime more credit this year through 13 weeks than I have in the entirety of me hosting this podcast, you know, uh, before that. Steve Kime needs to quiet his yapper during the offseason, making these just grand gesture proclamations when there was zero foundation for them. And this one, luckily Jordan Hicks is still on the roster. If I were Jordan Hicks, if I, Jordan Hicks obviously is a team player. He took a pay cut to stay with the team. And then Steve Kime says that if I'm Jordan Hicks, I'm like get me the hell out of here, man. Are you kidding me? This kid who hasn't played a down in the NFL, you're going to anoint him the starter before we even, before you even play it down. I don't care if your ego is getting in the way because you, because you draft another inside linebacker in the first round. That's not my problem. Just because you're doubling down to keep your job doesn't mean that's my problem. I would have been so far out of town if I were Jordan Hicks. Good on him for staying. Good He's on him. Contract. He can't go anywhere. And no, he there could ask no for a trade. trade. There were no takers. He did ask for a trade. He did. Who did hurt in the end of the day? It actually motivated Jordan Hicks to get back to uh, playing like he did. Yeah, you can't give Steve Kime credit for that, though. I, I mean, Oh, I did it for motivation. No, you didn't. I, okay, so all the credit goes to Jordan Hicks. Who gives a crap? I mean, regardless. Saving uh, Collins, maybe maybe put a little bit too much pressure on the kid to be ready to roll. Look at look yeah. at what's happened to him. He's not even playing on the defense now. I don't think that you can just say how his shortcomings have been just put on solely on the pressure that was put on him right out of the gate. I mean, it's it's just right now he's just not ready to go. I don't think that it's, it's a problem because Jordan Hicks was – made the backup and Zayvon Collins got the starter role before the, or even really was any starter. He got the starter role in May, you know? Uh, so Zayvon Collins, I think his problems uh, unfortunately are deeper than just the fact that Steve Kime anointed him the starter in a press conference at May in May. So, but uh, look at the end of the day, Jordan Hicks is probably going to make the pro bowl this year as a linebacker for the Arizona Cardinal. He's playing huge downs, had another pair of sacks yesterday or on Sunday and uh, look, the Arizona Cardinals are reaping the rewards no matter how you look at it. And if they can somehow, and I think that this ship is sailing, it's slowly leaving the harbor, that you can get any kind of even flash plays from your first-round pick right now in, in Zayvon Collins. That's just that's a huge bummer to me. Yeah, and that's, sounded like last like, year. When, when you asked as far as, you know, to poo-poo on a big W <laughs> on the top team in the, in the league, here it is. I mean, it's, it's the, you know, when you look back at this offseason, when Kaim seemed to have the Midas touch, I mean, he only missed on two moves so far. And, and you got to be patient with Damon Collins. I think Isaiah Simmons, DJ Humphreys, mm -hmm. and even Hassan Reddick point to that. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, Damon Collins hasn't made an impact this season. And then, of course, Malcolm Butler, the signing 
he uh, he wasn't going to be the successor to P2. Luckily, they knew that Byron Murphy, what they had there, that he could play on the outside and he could ball out like he's done the entire 2021 season. For sure. Alex, Lancy, Bob Rock, and let me just let me just qualify and clarify here. I'm not saying that the pressure put on Zayvon Collins was the reason why you said that it that there was no impact. I'm thinking maybe there could have been some impact where it's like, oh, great. I just put this jersey on and now I have to go be a, a, an every down starter. I just don't know if that's necessarily the proper way to go about things. And Steve Keim, re regardless of recency bias, has done more wrong things than correct things as a GM, but he's righted the ship in spades over the last 18 months or two years, and we're seeing the fruits of all of the labors and bearing all the rewards. Alex Nancy Bulbrock locked on Cardinals. Uh, it's a good debate. I mean, this is these are things that we talk about when the Cardinals are 10-2. and two. This wasn't necessarily in the script going into what we were going to talk about when the season started in Week 13 with the Monday night football game against the Rams coming up. But here we are, and we couldn't be happier. Um, follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Cliff Kingsbury staying. How much is he going to warrant with his new contract, how much is he going to get? How much is Cliffy baby who I thought should have been fired at the end of last year going to get 60 mil, 70 mil, 80 mil with the, with what college co football uh, coaches are getting now, nothing's off the table and it's absolutely insane. And it's going to be exciting to talk about. We've got a couple of things to talk about first though, Bo, you can go first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you're talking about boost mobile, how about, uh, you listen to podcasts, it's the power of knowledge. When you listen to me talk, yeah, I'm going to give you something insightful that you can take and you can part, you know, share with your friends. Alex, you're probably not going to want to use that. It's not knowledge. But if you switch to Boost Mobile, you have the power of saving money as well. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks per month and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes of whatever podcast you like to listen to. It's Locked on Cardinals. Thank you. All in one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers. One per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for phones. All phones are networks. See Boost Mobile for .com for more details. I got something to talk about too, Broski. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Love him. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. All right, second segment here, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who subscribes to the YouTube channel. Like, comment, etc., or subscribe wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, again, we're still reeling with the... Um, the outpouring of support and everything for people who make Locked On Cardinals their first listen and top listen throughout a calendar year, year after year. We really, truly appreciate it. Um, yeah, again, we couldn't be doing any of this without you. So uh, the Cardinals couldn't be doing anything anything without Cliff Kingsbury this year, seemingly, which blows my mind. It makes me kind of want to throw up that we're still talking about that in a positive way. Um, it's a beautiful thing. What Cliff's been able to do, and Bo, you reach you – Specifically, week one, Tennessee, when the refs didn't restart the play clock one time that resulted in a 
delay of game on the Cardinals that forced them to call timeout, I believe. You pointed out Cliff Kingsbury screaming at the referee about re about not restarting the, the play clock. And I was like, whatever. I, I You know, it's not a big deal. Still Cliff. Still a lot of penalties early on for no reason. And then the Cardinals obviously boat race Tennessee. But this is starting to become a theme. We're starting to see teeth from the you know, Southern gentleman, Cliff Kingsbury, that didn't want to hurt a, you know, didn't want to hurt a hamster. And then now he's, we saw it again in Chicago screaming on the sidelines. What the bleep are you guys doing to his teammate? Like, this is like, it's a different iteration of Cliff Kingsbury. He's going to be here to stay. He's not taking the Oklahoma job. He's not taking the Miami job. Um, I'm assuming that he's not going to be taking the Oregon job either because Joe Brady, who just got fired from Carolina is set to be in line there. Um, how much does Cliff Kingsbury get? So before you answer that, uh, John Madden, John Madden, John Gruden got 10-year, 100 mil, okay? Let's remove that because that's only $10 million a year, okay? And obviously things have transpired since then. Say it's a four-year contract extension. What's the number? Is it 80 mil? Like with how much money college coaches are getting now, is, is Cliff going to be the first one to get silly money like we saw kind of in the NBA years ago that flipped the script? No, I don't think so. I don't I think obviously there's uh there's leverage, there's more leverage from the the NFL franchise than there is with the college uh you know, uh, program that needs to kind of bow down to their fan base and their boosters and all that stuff, but he's going to be paid handsomely. There's no doubt about it. There was a report that came out yesterday that he's going to he's in line for a nice big extension. But, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, when you look at the who the highest paid NFL coaches are, obviously Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, I think checks in around $11 million. And then there's a bunch of guys between like John Harbaugh and Sean Payton that are making around $9 million. And I think that's probably ballpark for what he's going to get. He's probably going to get maybe a little bit of a raise to, to surpass those guys as far as the numbers concerned. But that's that's where he's going to fall in line. Are they going to give him another four or five year contract? That's kind of what you initially get as an NFL head coach. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll give him, they'll make him feel comfortable. They won't make him feel like a lame duck coach. They're going to reward him for this performance this season and showing that he belongs as an NFL head coach and play caller. I think he probably checks in around $9 million. And that's a nice little, it's probably double what he's making right now. Yeah. Um, I just, see, here's the thing is like, so he's got one more one more year on his deal, yeah. I believe. He got a four-year deal. Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to pick... So do you give him a two-year extension worth $33 million? Or do you like, you know what? He's our guy. We're going to give him five mil or a five-year extension for, you know, $55 million or whatever. Like, it could because here's the thing. The tricky part about this is you want to be good business people, but you also don't want to insult your coach that's got you a 10 and 2 through th through 13 weeks. Even if it's the first real sustained success that he's had as a head coach at any level because of what happened towards the tail end of last season, you have to fault him for that regardless. You know, as much as you praise him for the first half, there's been sustained success. Do you give him a three-year extension on top of that year? Or do you just say, you know what? Here you go. All of it. You are our Mike Tomlin for the next six years, regardless right. of what happens. I mean, you're describing Disney's blank check right there, as far as Cliff Kingsbury is concerned. I, I don't know. Very if underrated that. movie. That as a kid, as a kid, uh, that's all you want. You want some dumbass to get you on your bike. Here it is. 
re-renting it from Blockbuster over and over again. Look, regard, it, it, getting back to the point here, you, you find some middle ground. You, you give him really what he wants. That he had he has some major leverage. There, it seems like there was legitimate interest from these big time college football programs, uh, and there's been legitimate success. And there's been you can see just how the improvement each and every year under Cliff Kingsbury with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, from three wins to five wins, to eight wins, now to ten wins. They're going to have a playoff appearance, and they're going to be in contention uh, to to make a run in deep into the playoffs and contend for a Super Bowl. So Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, he's got the ability. I mean, it's a good time to renegotiate or negotiate an extension. The good thing is there's no cap on your coaching staffs in the NFL like there is with your with your roster. So he can you can he can secure the bag, and you're not going to be sitting there reeling and be like, oh damn, well we can't go out and keep Vance Joseph now because they gave Cliff Kingsbury all the money. I mean, they're making money hand over fist in the NFL. Michael Bidwill can pay Cliff Kingsbury what he's going to command this offseason and play his entire coaching staff and try to retain everybody who's not going to want to look for a step uh, forward. You know, as far as the coordinators go, are they going to want to take head coaching jobs? That's the only way you probably see people exit this organization. And let me ask you this, because this is an uncomfortable conversation that I continue to get crap for, and I don't, I promise I don't use that as a badge of honor. Um, Cliff Kingsbury does not coach the defense. Right. Correct. So, sure. shouldn't he and Vance Joseph split head coaching money? I mean, you pay like Vance Joseph probably a little bit more than you would pay your traditional uh, DC. But I mean, Bill Belichick doesn't touch the offense in, in New England. He's yeah, but he's the GM also. You can't go. He should be getting sure. double what he's getting paid. And Andy Reid doesn't mess with the defense in KC. I mean, th it's not an unprecedented thing. I, I think that uh, there's probably a way that they can work something out to where they're going to keep both of the key coaches on the staff. And I think Sean Kugler probably deserves a bump and what he's been able to do as far as the offensive line and their, uh, how they've improved each and every season. Um, it's, it's just been, look, when you're a successful franchise like this and you finally hit, there's going to be some people that are going to make away like bandits as far as uh, a lot of money. Now, you know, in a couple of years, could it look like a bad deal? Sure. But as of right now, they've earned this pay raise. They've earned the extension, both Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph. You just figure out a way to make them happy. Because if you don't, I mean, without a salary cap, as far as your coaching staff, it does look pretty pretty bad. I mean, there's no reason not to. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, and this is going to be something that we're going to monitor. I mean, does this, and before, before we shift here and look at the NFC as a whole, yeah. Does where they finish this year in the playoff race, in the playoffs, yeah, does that have any sort of impact on Cliff Kingsbury's contract, or has he already gotten paid? I mean, he's gotten paid compared to where he. I think he's legitimately going to be able to double his salary already. But you know, is is this this it, it keeps on going up? I mean, you can see the the number sign on the cash register continue to go up, up, and up. Uh, but yeah, if they if they fall short in the playoffs and have a rough performance and he's out coached and everybody can see, I mean, in the business on the business ugly business side of the NFL is like that's going to be brought to the negotiating table and it's going to be uncomfortable. I mean, you talk about uncomfortable conversations it happens all the time in pro sports, especially in arbitration. But luckily, they don't have to have that type of a deal. They can just say, "Hey, look, we've seen it. Like we've seen this organization go where uh, you know we envisioned going when we hired you." And you've taken a step forward every single season. 
And uh, yeah, we're concerned about how it ended, but we're, we're satisfied with your job so far. Let's work out a deal to where all parties are, are happy. I just don't think it's going to be like, there's not going to be a stalemate here. They're going to be able to figure something out with Cliff Kingsbury. I can, you know, college was never an issue. Like never was never like a real threat to take Cliff Kingsbury away. Like mm -hmm. that'd be pretty unprecedented. Has anybody gone from a team that's in playoff contention with a young franchise quarterback in the fold decided, nah, I'm going to leave. Uh, I, I think the college game is just, it's better suited for my, for me. And look at all the money, the funny money being thrown around. And I could go to a program where you could recruit just by making a phone call or texting somebody. I, I don't think that that sure. Like Nick Saban left Miami, but he was a failed coach for the dolphins. He went yeah, back Bobby to Petrino, the whole yeah. thing. They went back yeah. to the college with their tails between their legs where Cliff Kingsbury would be walking through with his chest puffed out saying, yeah, I'm the big man on campus. Look what I did at the NFL level. Like he was never going to leave. So uh, I think that that's, you know, nobody's going to have any problem like believing that, you know, they, I don't, I don't think that ever would have happened. He would never jump ship and he's in a good position to cash in now. And he can use that as leverage if, as he needs to. But, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, it's, this is not the old Cardinals of the early or late 1980s and 1990s where they're going to penny pinch. They're going to pay him. They're going to take care of him. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Coming up next, the NFC. Cardinals are 10-2, but they're definitely not on easy street yet, especially when they play the Rams, the Colts, and the uh, Cowboys for the rest of the season. Obviously not in any specific order. Uh, we're going to talk about all of it next as we look forward to, when, to Monday. Man, Monday night at home against the Rams. This is going to be such a good week. Alex Nancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. First, uh, in life, we're bound for different things. With beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you're going to be bound for encountering the unexpected, like Bo having one good take once in a while on this podcast. Very unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be. With beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for, Bo? Visit beachbound.com today. All right. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast wherever you find them. We had some not-so-nice Ravens fans just jettison mm -hmm. our uh, our rating on Apple Podcasts. If you like the podcast, I'm sorry that I said Kyler Murray's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Get off my ass. Just How's get off my ass. Out? Yeah. I don't need to say anything anymore. But they like to say a couple things. Oh, and I uh, had a couple Rams fans say we were terrible when we talked, you know, uh, scoreboard. So um, if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review, good or bad, we just want to get our numbers up and, you know, tell us we're awesome, you know, yeah. which would, it, that'd be cool. So well, I even um, heard somebody say, hey, you had a kid recently. I felt bad for you, so I left a review. That's fine, too. We'll take that. Like anything, anything helps. Yeah, and uh, that person messaged me and said, I feel bad that Bo's your co-host. So that yeah. it was double. It was double. Double whammy today on, on a Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. So the NFL, the NFC standings, I mean, it's going to be really fun. And let's start really quickly here with the six and seven seeds that are jumping in and out of contention every week. Like last week, you thought that it was going to be Minnesota and San Francisco. Both teams lost. One to the 
uh, winless Lions, and then one to the should pretty much be winless Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Like, where did that defense go? Robert Sala left, and the defense went with it? Like, that defense is terrible. That is a bad defense in San Francisco. Minnesota, I feel bad for Luke Braun. We talk about Luke Braun more than any other host that's not a Cardinal host on this podcast. I do, because imagine weekly just being, oh my God, just the, the mental anguish he must go through. So now, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, Washington, 49ers, Eagles. Those are the top seven teams in contention or in, in the playoff spots as we speak. How weird it is now. The Cardinals are the one seed, Green Bay's two, Tampa Bay. Like, there's tiebreakers abound here. So the Cardinals yeah. not only have to, they have to stay a game ahead of Green Bay. You know, otherwise they're not going to be the one seed. And uh, yeah, it's going to be wild down the stretch for the last six games. Our, our poor podcast listeners, like their mind is in a pretzel the way you broke down. The Eagles are on the outside looking in. They're they're at the eight spot. The the seven spot goes to the San Francisco 49ers as of right now, and WFT is at six. And then you have uh are you oh, looking at your playoff standings? Yeah. Yeah, I just so looked at it. I said one too many. I'm thinking basketball. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's football. And you've got the Rams yes. at five. So the Arizona Cardinals sitting at the number one seed right now. If they can hold on, which is going to be tough. That's the, I mean, there's no margin for error at this point because you've got those teams right in the mix with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one game back. You've got uh, the Packers one game back, and you've got the Cowboys at four. Probably going to be tough for them to move up. But as it stands, if the, Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals will not have to play in the Super Wild Card weekend, which is nice, and then they would host their next game with the highest seed being that they would – potentially take on as the four seed. That would be the Dallas Cowboys. That would be if all the top seeds won on Super Wild Card Weekend and the fourth seed would be the worst seed in the playoffs remaining. But you're realistically looking, because we know it's crazy on that weekend, that you could face a team in the third time this season in the 49ers and the Washington football team or you know the Rams at, at five if they beat the Dallas Cowboys. You know that like these are really good teams. These are dangerous teams, but they're really flawed teams, but they're still dangerous. So Arizona Cardinals, no matter what happens, you know, if, if they can just kind of already punch their ticket to the divisional round, that would just be huge against, uh, because once you get to the big dance, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're playing a talented team each and every week. Yeah. And I'm sorry about the numbers. I, I just got, I mean, things are, things move so much that I thought that I had it there. My apologies. Um, Cardinals have the best defense in the NFL. I mean, is that is that safe to say at this point? Like game in and game out, they've gotten lucky with who they've played and the injuries that they've that they've run up against. Okay, they're going to play probably against a fully healthy team in the playoffs. So, like I think this defense coupled with this offense could now beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. I I I, th I think that's true. I didn't think mm -hmm. that until the last couple weeks, but they can pressure. They can turn over. And Tom Brady, when things aren't perfect, can turn the ball over. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. Like, I think the Cardinals can legitimately come out of the NFC now. Yeah. As you Did should. you think that up until this point? Like, I didn't, it's still up in the air. Like, they're continuous, they're continually beating teams in so many different ways. It's not like, well, unless this happens, the Cardinals may not win. They're winning. Every game looks different, whether it be the defense giving the offense a short field. Every week on the road that puts them at seven or no 
They've won by 10 plus points every week or 17 10 against San Francisco or Colt McCoy. Yeah. Like they win every, they win differently every week. When you think about their big road wins this season, what do you think about? Do you think about their defensive, the, the, the role of the defense in those games or the role of the offense? Defense. The defense, no doubt about it. They set the tone. They were turning teams over uh, at an incredibly high clip. I saw the stat today from CBS Sports that had the Arizona Cardinals obviously 7 and 0 on the road. Uh, only one other team has started out 7 and 0 on the road like the Cardinals and they've won by 10 plus points in every single one of those wins, Alex. It's unreal. The only other team to do that was in the 1984 San Francisco 49ers they won this mm-hmm. I mean, that just plays. I, and and then you the, happen to have a potential MVP on the other side. Yeah. It's this defense is legitimate. And the takeaways and the turnover differential, uh, Kyler Murray's ability to take care of the football. Sure, they put the ball on the ground a lot, but we know that those are just fumbles like from the snap or, you know, I don't know what's going on with, with, with Kyler and Rodney Hudson and those guys. But for the most part, they're recovering those and they're in prime position to fall on the football. Um, but for the, I mean, their defense and their ability to, to create takeaways is unlike we've seen since, you know, maybe the 2015 team probably better. Um, and the offense's ability to capitalize on it, you know, that, that team was not as lethal as this one is in the red zone. It's just a, it's just a huge mix seven and zero on the run. Like, yeah, it's cool that green Bay is undefeated at home and it's cool that Tampa Bay is undefeated at home, but they're a completely different team on the road, almost borderline pedestrian. The Arizona Cardinals are elite on the road. And, uh, if, if for whatever reason, something happens to where they don't get the top spot in the NFC. That means if they have to go on the road and take on one of those teams, it's not completely out of the question that they can get a W. Yeah, it's true. And then if everything goes to planogram, everything goes to spec, and the say the seeds end, you know, end the regular season where they are now, it's like, and I equated this before, it's like when Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and Novak Djokovic were the three top guys in the sport during any major, the, t- the guy that made the final was the one that didn't have to play the other dude in the semifinal. And if the Cardinals can, the Cardinals may be able to only have to play either the Packers or the Bucks, unless there's some sort of you know massive upset that happens before that. The Cardinals are doing everything necessary to substantiate themselves as the best team in the NFL. And I was very skeptical, even midway through. It's like you know what? Wait a couple more weeks. See after the bye week, Colt McCoy, all this stuff. See how Kyler is. See how DeAndre Hopkins is. With how poorly teams have played week in and week out, they used to be top teams. The Cardinals are the best team in the NFL through 13 weeks. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, they're by themselves. We'll see, like, it's, they haven't had bad, bad, they've had one bad loss. Definitely one bad loss against Carolina. They didn't have their starting quarterback in the in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was Colt McCoy making a second straight start. It's, uh, I, I, I don't know, I think Green Bay Packers fans are delusional. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just having a Green Bay Packers season. Like we've seen this season, the last, what ever since Aaron Rodgers has been their starting quarterback, it's like, hey, great, Matt LaFleur hasn't screwed things up. What the Cardinals have done has been unbelievable. Uh, and Cliff Kingsbury, I thought his, his play calling was on full display, you know, especially in the drive, their, their third drive of the game against the Chicago Bears where he was able to march down the field and it was capped off by an unbelievable catch and run by James Conner, but this team, they've got it all. They can win on every single, in every single facet in on offense, defense, and special teams. And that's just a true testament to, you know, the way things have been put together and how things have developed. And they've got a legitimate franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray. I mean, they're going to be, uh, like I said, I mean, 
the one question I have for you, but what's like, what's that one? You mentioned those three tennis players. I mean, the only thing was Nadal, nobody beat him on clay. What's like the Nadal on clay version in 2021 NFL? Is it having to go to Lambeau Field? Is it, is it but you know, no, the Packers, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I mean, it, it doesn't matter where it is. Like, I know that he had a bad run in tennis, like against Tennessee. They were a bad, bad team. And their offensive line was terrible. They didn't have a great run game. He has all of the, the tools he wants in, in, in his toolbox. You know what I mean? He has, the, I mean, that offense is stupid. And then Gronk comes back. I tweeted out, once Gronk scores, starts scoring touchdowns, you know it's either the beginning of the year or towards, towards the tail end of the year. Because he's going to, like, he's the best. I don't even want to think about him. But it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Is that Nadal on clay? It just is. Until it's not. It is. Uh, we've gone long. Alex Clancy, Balrog, Lockdown Cardinals. Oh, man. This was a fun one. Tomorrow, start to look at the Rams Monday night. Uh, Social Cremendous from Lockdown. Sorry? They're frauds. Oh, they are? <laughs> yeah, big time. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Take that for data. Alex Clancy, Balrog, Lockdown Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.